0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to part three of the stomp cast. So, uh, Dr Zoe and I, are wandering through uh, Crystal Palace Park. It's a very autumnal day, but we've been very lucky actually. It's not, it's not been raining. It's not particularly windy. No. It's kind of, kind of nice fresh day and we're going to be very grateful for that don't we?
1: Yeah and it's due to rain at 6pm so We've
0: got time. we're good. We've got plenty of time <laughs> uh, it's going to be very different weather perhaps though where you're heading right? You know, Hopefully, <laughs> <yourself laughs> the places you've Fingers crossed, hope so. so. It, if people want to follow that journey obviously your Instagram but you, did you mention that you're going to be doing uh, a social media TikTok or, or Instagram yeah. dedicated to the travels as well? Are you going to do something around that?
1: Yeah I mean I think we want to share our experience of this way of living in a post-pandemic world where you don't necessarily need to be you know we are going to be digital nomads so so we've come up with a it's not completely confirmed yet but we think it's going to be called afro family adventures that's awesome, <laughs> that's awesome. on uh, instagram that's awesome. and tiktoks all three me stuart and lisbon that's we all have fun. our own variations that's of an fun. afro so um so that's our work so will
0: we'll put that guys in the show notes and also our tag oh, and stuff on the on instagram to to make sure you can go and follow because that's amazing i think a lot of people are quite i think people are generally very interested about the kind of is it nomadic not life? I don't yeah. know what it is, but like yeah. kind of living just going for it and just living in a different place or you know working from different locations. like van life's become a really big yeah. thing on youtube yeah. i watch a lot of van life as actually like christian chauffeur and stuff like that and it's it's something that definitely intrigues a lot of people because that feeling of leaving what we perceive perhaps as the nine to five yeah. and living in a, much, in a much perhaps freer way, I don't know if it ends up being freer, but in, in what's perceived as a freer way, it's quite yeah. an exciting thing for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and so. Stuart has a much more sort of office corporate job, but something like 90% of his phone calls, his meetings are with people in the US and Europe. So <laughs> okay,
0: there's fine, none, yeah.
1: it doesn't need to be in yeah. London to do that.
0: That's so funny because you'd actually think that kind of job was the one you couldn't go anywhere. As yeah. in like, but actually because of the, probably partly the pandemic, but also just tech anyway, the way technology yeah. is. People used to fly to the States to have meetings. Now they're like, why are you going to fly there? All the costs, all the climate things and all that kind of stuff when you can just Zoom call someone. Exactly. And it's like instant, like that, you're exactly. on, the, on the line. It's, it's That's crazy. That's how it
1: works. And, and believe it or not, although we live in London, I can barely get a phone signal from my own living room. So... We're not too concerned about that either. <laughs> so we're starting off by using Airbnb as our way of, um, that's worked out for our first stop anyway, what's gonna make most sense. And our requirements essentially are in nature with good wifi and that's all we need. Those
0: are pretty good. I think those are pretty fair and pretty solid requirements. Now we're walking along and I've got, um, as, as, as if by magic, actually, I've got your book in my uh, hand. Oh, is that because uh, I just gave it to you? I think it is, because you <laughs> gave it to me. I've got, it says here, Dr. Zoe Williams, You Grow Girl. Yeah. I love, I love the title of it. And immediately opening up, it's, it's a very read, readable book, I would say. You know, you've got the, cur- do you know, I really love books with the curved edges. I did the same yeah, in my book. It's kind of nicer, really approachable. And, they're you know, as I flick through this, um, you know, it's a, it's a colour book. Um and you brought a lot of things to life here you've used a lot of imagery actually to bring yeah. ideas to life why why did you want to write a book like this? you grow girl why did yeah. you want to write this It's covering so many topics I think it's so important I saw um seen you've got a whole section on social media which is really really important yeah. I'm quite pleased considering this is for well nine plus, plus right? nine yeah nine plus so why is it important to talk about these topics at that age? Because some people might go, oh, well, like social media, well, why do not they wait till 15, 16, they're on yeah. to that time? Why is it important to get in there with this stuff?
1: Well, I, th- I think it's like with, with anything. I think the the sooner that young people are educated about topics that are so important that, you know, in the future can impact their lives incredibly, so whether that is around sex education or things that can affect their mental health, it's much more effective, we know it's much more effective if people um, understand this stuff and have this information before they start forming habits. So, you know, whilst many 15, 16 year olds would benefit from education around how to, I guess, optimally and safely use social media. Um, if you can teach somebody before they start using it, then, then even better.
0: And I think the social media thing's important, We're not just in terms of, like, protecting mental health, but let's be absolutely honest about this. Most people will be on social media. Yeah. And Even secondly, if you don't
1: allow your child as they, a parent, they will be, be accessing it adults, somewhere. adults are going to use it, right? And, like, I have, I have a
0: lot of, of, you know, parents and adults saying, God, it stresses me out, causes me anxiety. Yeah. So it's, it, it's going to benefit them as adults. But also, you know, social media is going to be a big part of jobs... Yeah. businesses yeah i mean we talk about like media medics and stuff but like you know a lot of doctors work across apps now as in like you know yeah uh, you know gp apps and so on that kind of i know it's not traditional social media it's still tech it's still how to interact on an online platform yeah. isn't it and i think that's that's what's really important as well it's not necessarily seeing it completely like okay we're just this is just about protecting young people which obviously is a big part of it it's also giving them the skill set yeah yeah you know, it is a skill set that's needed just like learning you know, you've got, you've got this whole section on relationships and stuff like that. Relationships, conflict management, yep. how to support people, they're all life skills, aren't yep. they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're often things that are lacking in typical mm. primary and secondary school education um, and, and very difficult to teach in a school setting as well. So I think, you know, I see this book as essentially the guide, a growing up guide that I wish... I'd have had when I was young, but written for girls of today. So, you know, things like Mm -hmm. social media, featurely heavy in there. We talk about topics like, I mean, essentially it's a puberty book, Mm. but so it talks about all the physical changes, but then there's a lot on there on confidence, some little tips and tricks and activities that they can do. Um, But I also share a lot of the feedback that I've had from people, from parents, is that their, their daughters have enjoyed more than anything where I've shared my own experiences Mm. so Mm. when I talk about consent I talk about an experience that I had and you know when I talk about confidence um, I really really liked confidence as a young person and when I did gladiators I learned that having to pretend that I was okay Mm. um, so using my gladiator poses that were choreographed for me kind of had a bit of a knock-on effect and you know, you can actually come up with your own gladiator pose and do it in your head to give you confidence. So, yeah, lots of, I think, for young people, like practical things that they can actually do as well as having the the knowledge.
0: So sharing, so you've got the kind of the science, the knowledge, your personal experience, and also the kind of takeaway tips, if you like, around things. Why, why Why was it, why were you so focused or why did you want to write this for girls? Why is that important to focus this book for them?
1: I think that... Pretty much, when I think about it, pretty much everything that I do, and I think this is true of many doctors like mm. you and myself who kind of step outside the, the boundaries of the typical role of a doctor, it's because of my own experiences and, you know, reflecting back to when I was young, the things that shaped me, but also the things that, you know, challenged me and the things that I wish I'd known and the things that I wish I'd have Support with so, such as self confidence, and you know, little things like learning to talk to myself using the same kind language that I talk Mm -hmm. to my best friend with just little things like that. I just, you know, and that is the same with the physical activity, you know, that's benefited me so much. So, I just think, well, how can I utilize what I know now? I'm in this incredibly privileged position that I have all this knowledge and I have this amazing life, and everything turned out okay. How can I help guide others? through some of the difficult stuff that I went through
0: I think it's that it's that helping hand isn't it and that guidance at a time that you are quite uncertain and I think obviously you know I can only think of my experience as a young boy growing up I think Mm. you you are so confused at that time there's hormones there's things there's changes and you're doing life for the first time as we all are I guess but at that time you're young you don't really understand the world in the same way and so if you can have something that's going to give you A bit of support, a bit of guidance, a bit of reassurance as well Yeah, through that time. That is only a good thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, similarly to to the book that you wrote for young people, young people nowadays, they can access information. Like, when we were young, we might have had to ask a parent or a teacher. We probably didn't. It was more like we asked our friends, and whatever we found out may not have been true. But now young people can access information and they will access it somewhere. So to have a reputable source that they can go to, I think something like, is it, I can't remember the number, but the majority of people under 25, if they have a question about their medical health or their mental health, the first place they go to for answers is TikTok.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, so. it, I mean, there you go. And, and, and that's not going to change. And I think that's why, you know, I've been a big advocate, probably biased so, but big advocate of having you know, doctors having, you know, not just doctors as individuals, as in, you know, you know the Royal College of Psychiatry should be posting yeah. online. You know, yeah. all these, and they, they do. And, 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 and all these kind of information bodies, whether that's individuals or, or, or groups, should have a space online and should be talking about it so that people can go to safe spaces. And we saw that in the pandemic, didn't we? I mean, you yeah. were spending half your time <laughs> trying to myth as as I was, as we all were about yeah. things. And that's because people will talk about health even if the experts aren't involved in the conversation. Yeah. So you're either in the room or yeah. you're not in the room. Exactly. And the conversation can happen either way, as that's why it's so important. So, I mean, this is amazing. Um, so anyone that's listening, we've got lots of parents and stuff, this to the Stomp cast. But if you've got, you know, a younger sister, you've got a friend, a family member, you know, get a copy of this. You Grow Girl, get a copy of it and, you know, give it to someone that you know, uh, a young person that you know, because you know what? I think it will probably help them. Thank you so much for sharing a copy of me.
1: You.
0: And on that note, should we do our health fact of the week? A a fun one this week. So I'm going to read a. Ooh, I'm excited. So as, as I will say, I haven't seen the fact yet, so, so I I trust my very. Trust the cheaters. We double check. No um, so we'll get, yeah, we've had one or two. We've looked at it. and ooh, Okay, maybe you know, but we'll, we'll see what it is. We'll see what it is. So um, okay, let's do health fact of the week. Uh, on average, left-handed people go through puberty later than righties. In a study, so this is an A study, uh, of 713 females and 467 males, researchers found typical markers of puberty or secondary sexual characteristics, such as body size, maniche, and the onset of body hair tended to come later for left-handers. Oh. One of the authors of the study, Dr. Stanley Corran, suggested in a letter to editors of the Journal of the American Medical Association that this could somehow be related to lefties' slightly smaller stature on average. Gosh, I mean, I don't know about that one. I mean, I didn't even know that lefties have a
1: slightly smaller stature <laughs> than average.
0: Know. It's like our, <laughs> maybe our dinosaurs theme is rolling through here. We'll have to double check that one. And we've had a few where we've it's 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 fun to, to kind of share some of these ones. We put we'll leave the link as always into uh, into the show notes. You can go and have a look. And it does show, it is an interesting one, isn't it? That's why we do. Um, when we look at evidence, we look at like meta-analysis and so lots of studies and there's studies of studies of studies to yeah. come to conclusions. But hey As soon
1: as it says a study you can like, yeah, okay like, um, with a pinch of salt. Pinch but salt. interesting and it just gets you thinking as a doctor, doesn't it? Well why would that be? And it's got me thinking, well, what do we know about left handed people mm. actually? What makes people left handed? Is it purely uh, is it a genetic thing? Mm. Is it a chance thing? Or is there mm. something that happens well, it's biologically? Like left-handed. People
0: are- are more likely to be creatives, for example, and how like how you approach the different. And then we're thinking about dominant creative. side yeah, of the brain, aren't the we? Brain. Mm. And also, well, one that we do know is that left-handed people are more likely to have falls and accidents when they're older because of the you know everything's, oh, everything's usually everything's built created. right-handed. So opening a fridge can yeah, open, not, using yeah.
1: scissors. Have you ever tried to use scissors exactly. with your left hand exactly. if you've got an injury yeah, with your right? Exactly, it's it's yeah. not easy. The there we go. The world's designed for for right-handed people. There we go. That is very interesting. interesting. One. Well, we'll leave
0: that in there. We can have a we can have a further look at that. I
1: think we can probably say at the end of that that as doctors, we're not experts at dinosaurs and we're not experts at no, everything medical no, no, either. There's I just think, too much to know. I
0: think that's, a good, uh, I think that's a, a good summary from that one. But interesting, really interesting. The world is a fascinating place. What I love about medicine, actually, to, to finish on, is that you're always learning. And yes. the world, we don't, we don't have all the answers. I think, look at the human brain. There's yeah. so much about the human brain, we have no... Real understanding about yeah. there's a re- there's a recent thing I saw that there's studies now looking at like creatine which is often taken for sports supplementation and 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 how that could actually be acting almost as a as a neurotransmitter in some way and oh, might wow. be affecting people's focus and attention and stuff okay. which we've traditionally thought about it in the muscles and yeah. and those kind of things but anyway again that's... Well,
1: I mean if you just think about gut health for example oh, you know yeah, when I we know. were at medical school even yes. when you were at medical yeah, school yeah. And you're <laughs> less of a dinosaur than me um, gut health wasn't really a th- the microbiome yeah. wasn't the thing yet yeah, over the last ten years it certainly you know, is now it's so important i mean
0: that's what makes the world interesting it's are still learning well on that note thank you so much um uh, oh, is this the din- oh? Actually, oh, thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you so much, producer Sofer, actually uh, showing me this. Hang on, let's have a look. So love the answer. Well, for the dinosaurs. Oh, for the
1: do. dinosaurs! Oh, come on um, then. So
0: the Crystal Palace dinosaurs were the creation of one of the best-known natural history sculptors of his time, Benjamin Waterhouse Hawkins, eighteen o seven to eighteen ninety four. Waterhouse Haw- Hawkins dinosaur sculptures were commissioned in eighteen fifty two. My God, okay, that's basically four hundred years ago. And uh, the finished models were to the public in 1854. Okay, it might not be 400 years, but I'll go will logic. But it's gi- time, logic. not it thats like 400 years. 169 years.
1: 169 years, years oh, is Alright, Thanks, so <laughs> That's really, that's, a, that's absolutely okay. impressed so, by so that. Yeah, I was more impressed for that fact
0: than our one we just done.
1: So then you can start to think, can 169 years ago, they, from the fossils and stuff, they weren't really able to fully understand what the dinosaurs looked like, so he went ahead and created what he guessed. Whereas now, if you ever come to Crystal Palace Park, have a look at the little placards, and now we know much more. You can compare what they thought dinosaurs looked like to what we now know they almost almost certainly did look like, but we'll never know for certain
0: gosh the days of this. so they basically thought right we'll build this to see what it looks like now we just use VR and AI yeah, it's crazy I know. Uh, on that note thank you so much um, you. do come for a stomp here guys we'll be doing um, Behind the Stompcast in a moment we reflect basically on, uh, on the episode that's between me Abby and uh, producer Soph as well key oh. takeaway things from the episode okay. um, so we'll see you on that so you've got to go to Apple Podcasts uh, and you can click on Behind the Stompcast for this episode see you all very soon thank you Dr Zoe and a final thank reminder you. to everyone make sure you go and get a copy you grow, girl. Best of luck on the travels. Thank you. Take care, everyone, and goodbye.
1: Bye.